Welcome back to a new episode of The Talk, the podcast about Nordic entrepreneurship from Nordea Private Banking. Our world is obviously filled with mobile devices that help us in various ways. Sometimes it's about scrolling on Instagram or watching cute kittens, but it can also be about more important things like conducting education in remote parts of the world or even saving lives. These devices all need to be powered somehow, and sometimes, and in some parts of the world, a power outlet may be far away. Testpack is a Finnish company that addresses this issue with mobile solar-powered solutions in everything from regular backpacks to what they call a smart school in a bag. Hmm, what does that look like? To help me bring clarity to this and other topics, regarding solar power and entrepreneurship, I have with me today the COO and co-founder of Tespac, the wonderful Carita Seppe. So Carita, tell me, what is Tespac? Well, we are Tespac. It's a Finnish company. We specialize in developing mobile energy solutions for off-grid personnel. So basically what we do, we combine hardware like power electronics and solar, and we combine this with smart IoT solutions with our software platform. So the goal and the vision of the company is basically to create portable uh, energy solutions that allow people who work in rural or remote areas to have the energy to charge any equipment while utilizing our software to stay stay safer through uh, different SOS and security features that we have. Yeah, I, I was looking through all your products and it seems to be, what hit me is that it is kind of diverse. You started out with yes. backpacks for adventurers exactly. yeah. and then now you have this mobile uh, school in a bag. I think we, I would say, I think our journey has literally been as quite a lot of sometimes people, always people tell you that, okay, you need to do what you need to do is to focus on the first thing and then you need to be able to pivot. So I think that's exactly so we started on one field that was really, you know, working strong more like on the consumer sector with these solar backpacks. But to be honest, while we were growing, what we really realized that being a like a very consumer focused company, you need to have a strong brand, you need to invest a lot of into marketing, have a you know strong presence in terms of you know visibility, etc. So we thought that you know what, there's actually a massive market in regards to organizations and companies that work in these remote locations who actually require our products. And that doesn't require the same level of investment into creating a very strong uh, marketing or brand presence. So we thought that, you know what, let's focus first on creating this credibility for the products, getting amazing customers. And then later we can move back into the consumer sector. And of course, when the COVID hit, you know, last year, that was another thing, you know, being a hardware company, as you can imagine with logistics, you know, suppliers and everything, it required us again to kind of find also a way how to go around. And one of the key things that organizations started coming, you know, to us was them telling that, okay, we have a challenge that people are isolated at home. How can they continue studying and learning when there is no electricity? They cannot travel. So what can we do? So our products were actually made for this kind of situations without us exactly knowing it until the whole, you know, COVID took place. So that's how the whole idea school in the back is basically now began and started. And it's been going pretty well with quite a lot of uh, big agencies already now utilizing it. And, you know, basically now we have really the opportunity to grow exactly also in fulfilling some of the visions as founders have had had so it, it's it's been actually going very well i have to say regardless of all the challenges that there has been 
for, for those listeners who've listened to a few episodes, you, you're starting to see almost a little bit of a pattern here that the, the, the COVID hit and suddenly people realize, oh, this product is perfect for, yes. for pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's... Uh... I've seen that a lot. I think that's what describes, let's say, startups. So in general, let's say the mentality that, okay, you know, a lot of companies, they innovate, but you need to be able to also adapt very quickly to new type of environments and situations. And that's also one thing that we did. I, I also think that um, that's part of the job of entrepreneurs to be the optimists of society. That's also <laughs> yes. something I say. And, you know, that's when you see opportunity in, in, in uh, difficult situations, I guess. No, that's very true. I think these days, you know, it becomes more true than ever. You know, there's the saying that entrepreneurs are those crazy people who jump out of the plane without parachute and they will build it <laughs> while, you know, going <laughs> crashing down. So sometimes it feels like that, to be honest. <laughs> How do you pick your products? Do you have some kind of ethos or some kind of idea or philosophy of how you go about that? That's a good question. Actually, quite a lot of people, or they tend to also ask, okay, so do we develop everything in-house or what do we do? Because of course, focusing on hardware and software, it requires quite a lot, as you can imagine, you know, creating the power electronics, you know, from the portable uh, power banks, going to the solar cells, having the solar panels, and then having all the smart IoT solutions. So I would say as a company from the beginning, when we started, one of the key visions or let's say missions that we had uh, was to ensure that every individual would be able to be energy independent, you know, the moment you step outside your house. And this is kind of the idea that still applies today, whether we talk about those people that works with, you know, organizations like humanitarian organizations in remote areas, or if we talk about individuals like us who needs to be traveling, you know, uh, around the world or going to outdoors, etc. So it has still been one of the key things that we wanted to ensure that everyone has access to energy and it should be something you know, also mobile, because that's basically the lifestyle that we had. Although, of course, recently, I think, you know, it has become more of a lifestyle to rely also on a lot of electric devices, although we might not be moving around too much, especially what we have witnessed in the last year, it becomes so important to have your own energy sources when quite a lot of part of the world still, they have a lot of energy or electricity shortages, which of course has an impact on how you can operate. So we still follow the same idea of providing energy independence to every individuals, you know, and right now the key is that there is just major challenges around the world, whether it's around education or, you know, from other uh, global challenges that we have. And our vision is still to become the brand for mobile energy because that's typically if we ask from people or companies okay can you name a company that specializes in portable or mobile energy solutions so quite a lot of people cannot name anything because there is not still any strong brand presence in the market so our goal is one day to become that company yes and, and that's a exciting future it seems like uh, we're moving away from these centralized big energy production facilities and cables to a more distributed system, uh, generally speaking, or am I being too optimistic? I don't think you're being optimistic. I think right now, probably the biggest thing, well, of course, with the COP26, fair enough, taking place right now, but in general, whatever you are, when you open media, the news, energy in one way or the other is like a key thing taking place because everything is linked to it. I mean, if you do not have access to electricity, you simply don't have access to whether it's education, to healthcare, sanitation, etc. So we do need to focus on that. But at the same time, what are the sources we can rely on? If we look only into the current ways that we've been 
you know, operating like in the past years, we cannot rely on non-sustainable methods like gas and oil. There has to be other ways. So I do see the future is in a combination of different ways of how we can produce the energy, not necessarily just on one, you know, sources. So no, I, I don't think it's being too optimistic. I do think it's also one of the only ways <laughs> to move forward. <laughs> how, how do you see if you go a bit, little bit into the future, like five or 10 years, where do you see things going with our tech that we carry around with us all the time? Will we be carrying batteries or will we be carrying mobile test pack uh, panels everywhere? If we talk in a short term future, five to 10 years, we will still be relying on batteries. I don't think that's not going to change. Just purely if we look on the history of the past years, how it's been going, you know, there has been amazing development. But every single device that we have, we rely on batteries. And that's one of the keys that when we talk with a lot of people and companies, it's not only about how you generate the energy. There has to be still a way how to store it and how to access it which is the main key thing that you cannot rely only, let's say, on solar panels. If you only have solar panels, they only work when there is sun. So it has to be stored. But how do I see it? I do see there's a lot of development, something that we're also working on in terms of what type of batteries do we carry? What is the chemistry we're using in these batteries? You know, do they charge fast? Are they safer? So I do see that this is the, you know, the, the way that we're moving forward. I do still believe we will be using batteries in one way or the other. It's, it's not going to just <laughs> suddenly change in, uh, you know, in the next few years. So how did you, how did you get into this? What, what drove you to, to start working with mobile power? Uh, actually, the company was founded by our CEO, Mario Aguilera. He has a background in special forces from uh, South America. So he would actually go back on the deployment and work really on the field, realizing what it means if you do not have energy or access to electricity and how it, how it can become like a matter of life or death. So that's the vision and how TESPAC got started. My background is not in technology or to be honest, even I never actually thought that I would become a founder and entrepreneur in the first place. I studied uh, politics and international relations back in university. And prior to TESPAC, I worked with the Finnish foreign ministry and embassy back in uh, Serbia. But I met Mario during my time in university. Our third founder, Jessica, we all studied in the same university uh, in London. That's something that really, you know, <laughs> unites all of us. And we studied different topics. And I heard about the company that he had just launched and I heard what he was doing. And at the time, I was already working, writing some reports and research papers in regards to the, also the energy situation in South, Mer South America and in other countries. And it was simply, it was just a vision, uh, to be honest, that Mario had that I found it very, very uh, intriguing and compelling. And I thought, you know what, there is a major, major opportunity out there. And to be honest, it was something like, you know, basically when, again, you jump on <laughs> an airplane without a parachute and you see how it goes. But I thought that this is the opportunity to try something different. Well, it's uh, it's always nice to be part of changing the world, right? Definitely, it, it, it is. And I think the biggest thing, I'm sure a lot of people, are, when you interview them or you ask, I don't know if you ever ask like, okay, why did they become, let's say, entrepreneurs or they started the company? It does always start from a vision. There needs to be something that you want to create an impact. But the other key reasons why you want to be doing it is exactly the fact that I felt like that I have an opportunity to actually be able to make a bigger change. And I have the opportunity to grow myself, to be honest, in terms of like self-develop myself in a, in a completely different way than what it would have been if I continued the same journey that I had. So and of course, you can't really complain the freedom of just being an entrepreneur. And it's definitely it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Yes, I, I keep hearing that from, from entrepreneurs. 
in, in the Nordic countries, we have quite a few companies, I think, in in um, doing very interesting things in energy and related to energy. We have Northvolt, obviously. We have Polarium. We have, uh, you know, we have the K Connect Shore and all those companies and Polestar. So we have a lot of companies that are, are kind of in this field. Is, is it like many other industries that it's kind of a small world that you all kind of <laughs> know each other and talk to each other and have coffees and Zoom calls? I think Nordics in, of course, I might be then, you know, or we might be biased, but to be honest, what I've seen, I think something which I really, really like that in the Nordics, it has become like a, like a habit. You can see different fields. I wouldn't say that there is a one field that we only focus on. For example, like you mentioned, you know, energy, then there is a lot of right now, like healthcare startups uh, getting born in the Nordics. You know, we have, especially, you know, also due to COVID, there is a lot of education startups, as you can imagine, also from Finland. It feels like almost every day, you know, there's a new edtech company popping up somewhere in the Nordics, uh, which is, of course, great news because a lot is a lot of new companies are trying to utilize some of the good, uh, let's say, the assets or access to information that we have on here. So in that sense, it's a great place to be because you can access these different industries, whether it's the energy, whether it's the education, gaming, healthcare, because there's always these communities all over the countries. I'm not sure, perhaps I might be, of course, mistaken in regards to other regions and countries, but I do think that's one of the great advantages that we have in general as a region. You, you mentioned EdTech. I, I want to dig a little bit more in your smart school in a bag. You just <laughs> mentioned it briefly, but, but tell me a little bit more about that, how the project came about and, and uh, what you're doing there. How everything started was that one of the largest agencies, Plan International, they had a problem already on the field, how to collect data, how to power the devices, and basically how to just to organize training and workshop by accessing different audiovisual devices when they work in rural regions. And at the time, basically, there was no equipment that could be fast and easily transported because most of the batteries, you know, as you know, they cannot be taken to commercial flights, whether they are lead acid batteries or generators, etc. And this was a key for a lot of emergency workers. You need to jump on an airplane and you have to take equipment with you. Uh, not to mention there wasn't really that type of portable solution that would be still lightweight and could power all the required devices. So we started, we already at that time, we already have our, we had our portable power banks, solar panels and etc. But we started talking with Plan International uh, here in Finland. And that's how the whole idea for what we know today as the smart solar media system or the smart school in a back basically got developed by working hand in hand with one of the organizations, you know, testing on the field, understanding the challenges they're really going through on the field and which basically then made us realize that this is the same problems a lot of all the other organizations are really suffering from. And that's how we created something and we combined it with our knowledge also in regards to other different technologies. We brought together software so you could also track how much energy you have created uh, during uh, each project because a lot of organizations want to have clear data from the field and they can then share it back to with their donors and stakeholders and if we look at the whole idea of like going towards a sustainable future it becomes more important than ever not only to invest in green energy solutions but at the same time to also be accountable and you know what how much are you reducing the co2 emissions how much are you accessing the green energy so this was just one of the features on the software platform that we provided for our customers to be able to track while providing the safety and security through SOS alerts, 
and by creating safety zones. So if one of the workers goes outside certain area, an SOS alarm will go back to the headquarters and inform that something is happening. Because of course, a lot of the work is done in rather uh, dangerous zones or around these more extreme uh, regions. Yeah, and if uh, you, uh, dear listener, hasn't haven't uh, have no clue what we're talking about with the smart school in the bag, check it out at testpack.com. It's, it's a pretty cool, cool product. I'm I'm curious, what do you think is the best thing and the worst thing? about being an entrepreneur? <laughs> you know what? It, it's so funny when you ask, like a lot of things go from both sides, <laughs> go through my head because trust me, it's it's not like all sunshine, I, which I'm sure also all the entrepreneurs will be sharing. It's amazing to have the freedom to do what you love. It's amazing to be able to wake up in the morning and really be excited, go to work. At the same time, when you are an entrepreneur, you cannot stop just because it's, let's say, five o'clock or, you know, six o'clock because that's it. And now you can home and you can just leave the work behind and not even think about it. Like it's, it's a tough, tough challenge to be an entrepreneur. So again, it's not something for everyone, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure people really soon realize if they start out with their companies. But at the same time, it's it's also one of the in my opinion, one of the greatest things that I've been, you know, I've been doing, not only having the freedom, but right now seeing the impact that we're making is very different to see your product being sold in a store and be purchased by a lot of people, which is great. It's completely different when you see the, the our product being used in some rural regions in Africa, like in Uganda, seeing the impact that is making when people who have never seen, for example, or seen what is a giraffe or visual pictures have no access to these visual aids can now actually be accessing different education contents. So it creates a completely different feeling. And you realize that, wow, you're actually, you, you are doing something very impactful. And those are the little things every day that makes you feel like, you know what, I did make the right decision. Yeah, as that's, um, that must be amazing to, to, to be able to, to do that every day. So what is uh, what is next on your your big plan to save the world here? What's next for Testpack? <laughs> well, right now, what's next is we continue expanding to further regions and collaborating with more NGOs and organizations. As right now, the one of the key challenges what we have seen is still how to provide access to affordable and clean energy while providing access to education or digital education. So we continue to work on this field with major organizations. In the next few years, as I mentioned earlier, we are still having the vision of coming back in a stronger towards also the consumer sector, you know, continue to creating the brand and one day becoming that key mobile energy play. And so next time, you know, when we meet or when I ask from somebody, oh, okay, so if you think about a phone maker, you might say, hmm, okay, Apple. If you think about, you know, what is the laptop maker? Again, you might say, you know, okay, Apple or perhaps, you know, Dell or, you know, Huawei, etc. But when I ask you, okay, think about now a mobile energy company, I want to hear people saying test back. So that's the products or the solutions we carry with us the moment we step outside our houses. Yeah, it's really interesting, I think, also to, to to harness that power of the markets and selling products for, you know, um, leisure use and thereby creating the resources to be able to, uh, you know, make the products you make for, for schools in, in Africa and that kind of thing. That's an exciting prospect and also something that I think we see quite a bit more of these days. 
Oh, definitely. There is, and this this has been great. I at least realizing on the past few years, if we look on all the other companies or the new players all that are coming to the market, there is so much more knowledge uh, right now. There's so much innovation happening, and also the greatest thing that I've seen. If we went back, let's say five years in time, a lot of companies would focus on technology or creating some kind of solutions, but they would not really consider yet, okay, what is also, let's say, the social impact that we can be making? Can we contribute towards some of the key challenges that we have? Today, that is pretty much a key focus point for almost any companies that you've seen. So it has become like a new type of mentality. I would also say quite a lot of entrepreneurs have that. It's not anymore that we only start a company and we bring some, you know, profit-making ideas. At the same time, there is the key thing that look can we make also a change for something more positive? And that's something that I have seen. And I, I, I really love to see a lot of companies coming up with both kind of views. Of course, it's still all about, you know, making business, but I really love, and I think those are the successful companies that can find a way how to combine both. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And so thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and, and um, spending some time with us here and telling you about this amazing company, Testpack. Thank you so much, Walter. It was so nice, you know, to be here today. And it's really, really awesome to see on this podcast how a lot of the different Nordic talents, you know, Nordic entrepreneurs are being, you know, portrayed or showcased to the world. So thank you. It was a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Talk, the podcast about Nordic entrepreneurship from Nordia Private Banking. I'm Walton Eslund, and I hope to see you soon again in the next episode. Bye-bye now.